Hey, you did it. You made it back to Real Talk with Caleb. Thanks for dropping in. And uh, just, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon. We got something a little special planned for you. Going back in the repertoire of old information and pulled out a, a gold nugget. Talking about how to reach your peak performance. Grab your coffee, sit back, and listen to some Real Talk. Welcome back, legends. Welcome back to Real Talk with Caleb. And today is Saturday afternoon, out of cycle of our normal rotation of things that we were going to talk about. And, you know, there's a, a break between shows, so to speak, as, as I'm gathering more information and doing more interviews. And uh, I was just reviewing some older documentation, some older information that I'd put out to an organization uh, that I was part of at the time. And I used to call what we do, call, what we call now Real Talk, I used to call Leadership Minute. And it was something I started a little while back, actually, uh, probably, if I had to guess on it, probably about 2000 and I would say 12, maybe even a little bit before that. I'm trying to think, but I was at uh, Kadena Air Base. I was a technical surgeon assigned out at Kadena Air Base. And, uh, you know, I had, a, had an inkling to, you know, start sharing some things. And then we got uh, Chief Colon Lopez. We know him as Chief CZ, the carnivore chief. He's now the SEAC. Uh, the senior enlisted advisor to the chairman, Joint Chiefs of Staff, the, the top enlisted uh, person in the DOD, just so happens he's an airman, so it's a top airman uh, in the DOD. It's it's a, it's great to be an airman, but not just because of that, but just having had a chance to experience Chief CZ's leadership was just phenomenal. And he did this thing, um, I will probably get it wrong, uh, but he did uh, about his silver bullets, right? It's carnivore leadership talking papers. And he called him the silver bullet. And and it just really put me on a path, uh, to be honest with you. He had, he had given me some, some mentorship and some feedback about some other things. And, you know, I was, I was inspired by him and what he was able to accomplish. And he had told me one time, he said, look, uh, he called me Vader. He's like, look, Vader, if, if you've got something to share, then you should share it. And don't just keep it uh, bottled up. I said, okay. And this was, of course, in, in relation or in regards to sharing leadership philosophies, right? And he was, he was a... a a proponent of no matter what position you hold within the organization, everyone's a leader in their own right. So anyway, that put me on the path to share in leadership minute. And so today I was, I was sipping on my coffee and, and preparing for some other shows that we've got coming up. And, um, I was actually, it's funny story. I was putting it into a different word document style, the style that I was using that I was actually gathering information. So I was using it as a form essentially to, the other uh, people I'm reaching out to doing interviews with for this other show. And I said, you know, I just had saw that word document there and it said reaching your peak performance. I said, what did technical Sergeant Vaden have to say about reaching your peak performance? And uh, so, so I opened up the document and uh, you know, there was actually some, some good information in there. And uh, you know, I, I was very green uh, rough around the edges, uh, so to speak, but uh, I, I had a heart to, to share leadership principles and philosophies even then. And, so anyway, I, I would just like to talk to you about it. And you know what? Heck, I might even turn this into a little mini-series and, and reach out to some of my uh, you know, comrades in arms, if you will, brothers and sisters in arms, and, and ask them to put, provide their thoughts on this too. Because you know it, it, there's a lot of people out there wanting to know, how do you reach your peak performance and how do you obtain success? And some of y'all that might have been following me for a little bit know that I put out a video a little while back, uh, not too long ago, I guess it was uh, last month, 
about you know the journey, the journey we're on, whether that's uh, to success and whatever you view success is or as I should say, sorry, uh, then you must be wearing the right foot gear. And we went not to rehash that, but you know, you get a chance if you haven't heard it or, or listened to that podcast or, or the video that I put out, then and give that a, a listen to real quick. I think it's something that will potentially help you out a little bit. But, you know, a lot of people have that question, you know, what is, how do you reach your peak performance? And, and what is success? How do you get uh, the success that you've achieved? And, you know, in the military, a lot of times people look at a rank thing, Right. If if you're as as I am now a chief master, and so that's the top enlisted grade for our civilian audience out there for the Air Force, a lot of our younger airmen, uh, you know, not necessarily just younger in age, but younger in rank, will will ask, "Well, chief, what did you do to get there?" You know, and there's so many different ways uh, that that people could answer that question. Um, but I would like to take you uh, down a road of from Technical Sergeant Vaden's mindset uh, back way back in the day, if you will, about how you reach your peak performance and how you achieve success. Uh, so I even had the boot mentality back then. But, you know, reaching and maintaining your peak performance requires a combination of passion and focus and commitment and patience. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like the, the taboo P word nobody even knew about. Uh, but patience and perseverance, which ultimately leads to success in whatever you do. Right. I mean, when you look at it like that and you and you combining those things together, it doesn't matter the field that you're in uh, or, or the organization that you're a part of. Those are requirements. If you want to reach your peak performance and John C. Maxwell has, has a book that uh, talks about, uh, you know, limitless capacity and blowing the lid off your capacity. And I might have messed the title up on that book, but John C. Maxwell has, has a great, uh, you know, mindset when it comes to unlocking people's potential. And, and so, you know, it doesn't matter what field you're in, if you want to, you know, expand from where you are right now to grow from where you are right now to whatever it is that you can reach, uh, then I think there's a couple of things that we should probably, you know, focus on or, or at least talk about. Uh, and y'all know me keeping it real. I don't have my coffee right now. It's Saturday afternoon, so I don't have any coffee I'm sipping on, but y'all know I love uh, to learn from other people. And General Retired Colin Powell, something he says about this, I, at least I think it, it ties to it and it's associated with it. And, and what he says is, there are no secrets to success. Don't waste your time looking for them. Success is the result of perfection, hard work, learning from failure, loyalty to those for whom you work for and with, and persistence. And again, that's from General Retired Colin Powell. I think if you've done any research on on Colin Powell, or if you've you've read a book on his or not, well, if you haven't, then you should. Um, and, and if you have, then then you know exactly where I'm coming from on this. He definitely hits the nail on the head uh, with a lot of things, but especially with, with this. You know, when he says there are no secrets to success, so don't waste your time looking for them. I love that analogy because you know I fear that you know in today's you know environment and our current culture or the climate of our culture, if you will, it is easy. It is so easy to think that success is going to be able to be gained uh, at the snap of a finger or, you know, and again, whatever you determine success as. Uh, you know, when you think about it, the United States Air Force and the military, if you're a brand new airman coming into the Air Force, uh, so again, at whatever workforce you're entering, uh, you could be, you know, coming out of college and looking at the CEO and thinking, that's success. I want to be a CEO. That young airman that comes in, I want to be a chief master sergeant. Or if you're an officer, I want to be that colonel or that general officer. And and if you take the approach or the mentality, I'm going to snap my fingers and, and I'm going to achieve that success, then 
what Colin Powell is saying here, General Powell is saying here is, first off, that ain't going to work. Uh, and, and secondly, even if it did, would you want it? Because then it wouldn't be even be considered success. So I think that is something we struggle with. Maybe uh, maybe I'm not alone in that in that thought process. I think that is something we struggle with in our society right now. Uh, I'd like your thoughts on that. Uh, just shoot them back to me. Because I think a lot of times uh, we, we fall into that trap of like, man, this journey is going to be long and I'm not about that. And I, I, I got so many things going on in my life and I just want to be there already. Uh, be careful what you wish for on the other hand of that as well, all right? Uh, you know, if you get to the end, then, well, you kind of reach the end pretty fast. Uh, so you, you don't want to do that. Uh, when, when we talk about reaching your peak performance, I think, you know, there's, I, I'm a rule of five type of person. Y'all know I, I do rapid fire succession sometimes, but sometimes it's a three round burst. But a lot of times I like to use five and apparently I've been liking to do that for a long time because when I look back at, at this document I was telling y'all about, uh, I had it in the five as well. So uh, keep an A-plus attitude. And we'll talk about A-plus attitude here in a second. And then find a mentor. Uh, take take on the tough jobs. Be a lifelong learner. And, and my favorite, leave a great legacy. So when we talk about keeping an A-plus attitude, I, I think there's a lot that could probably come to a lot of people's minds. But overall, it, the overall attitude of people and the atmosphere of your work center is is generally... Right, not always, but generally a reflection of the attitude of the leadership that's occurring, or the lack thereof, within that work center. Well, so when we talk about it at a personal level, you know, an attitude of gratitude. Now, I did a piece with uh, Crystal Harris. And I don't know if y'all had an opportunity to listen to that podcast, but how to be happy when you're not happy with your situation. And Crystal Harris just. Uh, uh, you know, a well of wisdom. And, you know, she dropped the attitude on us. You know, she said, your attitude determines your altitude. And, and Crystal Harris definitely, along with General Powell, hit the nail on the head. Because, you know, at the personal level, and we'll get back into, like, you know, what it's like in the work center, your office, or, or wherever it is, your place of business. Uh, our personal attitude. So if we're always going to be down in the dumps about things, then then we can't possibly expect to achieve success, whatever we, again, whatever we've deemed that as, we can't possibly in our right mind think that we're going to be successful if we have a doom and gloom attitude all the time, unless of course your version of success is doom and gloom. And then I, I guess you're right on the money on that one. So in order to perform your best and to manage conflict and deal with adversity and you know, take care of yourself and the people around you, you must develop and maintain and exude a positive attitude. You might be sitting there, well, Caleb, I know you're keeping it real and whatnot, but that's not always easy. Well, you're absolutely right. It, it isn't always easy. And I don't think anybody else, you know, would, would disagree with me when I say this. And if, if they do, maybe they're a robot. But I'm not saying that you're going to be able to keep an A-plus attitude all of the time, 100% of the time. Let's face it, we're human. And there are going to be times where, hey, we're in the dumps. There's going to be times where it sucks, right? And, and it's okay. It's okay to to allow yourself for one to feel that way. And, and it's also okay to definitely okay to tell someone else, one of your trusted mentors or a trusted friend that says, Hey, it sucks right now. And I know I don't have a good attitude. I don't have an attitude of gratitude. I need some help. So uh, uh, keeping a positive attitude, keep in mind, I'm not talking about that's that every day I wake up, I have to have a positive attitude. Now I think there's a place that we can get to as human beings that when we do wake up, we're like, okay, like I talked about in that same conversation I had with Crystal, 
you know, there's a, okay. Am I breathing? Check. I'm breathing. All right. So we already started out the day good, right? So there's there's a way that we can get to a level of gratitude, a daily gratitude. But I'm not saying that every day you're going to be like, wow, this is awesome, unicorns and rainbows and whatnot. You're just not going to be that way every day. Again, I'm going to say it again. What Crystal said is your attitude determines your altitude. It's just that's a great analogy. Our second point was find a mentor. Man, let me tell you something. Finding a mentor. You know, a lot of times... I've heard it growing up in the Air Force, and then I don't know in your particular organization or your line of work if you've heard this, or if you're also in the Air Force, you, I guarantee you've heard it. You want to be successful, find a mentor. And then I, I put it down here as a tech sergeant. I put the same thing down. But I don't ever, ever remember a time in my 19 years of service where I either one reached out to somebody who's like, hey, can you be my mentor? And or... Someone that says, hey, youngin, uh, I'm going to mentor you. I see some potential in you. Let me mentor you. We're just not very deliberate about it, or at least not consistently deliberate about mentoring other people. Now, I'm going to do a whole other podcast on that uh, about mentorship. But when we think about mentorship holistically, if you will, when when someone says to you, find a mentor, what do you think that means? Do I like do I like go out on the you know Craigslist and type in find mentor like I need a mentor so I'm gonna go to Craigslist or I don't know whatever right whatever search engine you want to go to and just look like uh, or I'm sorry look for mentors on the market like I don't understand when you say go find a mentor like who am I looking for and and maybe you're not you don't take it that way maybe you you truly understand what someone means but why can't we just be more clear when we're talking about finding mentors and let me caution you on this too. Don't just go find a mentor because they're in a place or a position that's close to what you might determine to be success. Let me clarify on that. So I use it as an example. If you're an airman in the grade of airman coming into the Air Force and your goal is to be a chief master sergeant, don't just, we use myself again as an example. So if you're that airman, don't just look at Chief Aiden and say, he's a chief master sergeant. I want to be a chief. I want him to be my mentor because that's just not going to work out. Now, I'm, if, if you come to ask me to be your mentor, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you straight. It depends on what I've got on my plate, what I've got going on. Because that's another thing that, as a mentor, we, we don't want to do is to take someone on as a protege, as a mentee, and not give them your full self of being able to mentor them. So, so many times, you know, people say they mentor each other or I've been mentored. And I guarantee you they truly haven't been, like, really mentored. Either they haven't been mentoring like they said they, you know, claim to. And or they never received the mentorship that they claim to have received. Because it takes work and it's sacrifice. So when you're out looking for a mentor, don't just do it because that person holds a position similar to or exactly where you want to be when you see yourself as being successful. And the reason I say this is because it's, it's not going to work out. It's kind of like Simon Sinek talks about it too, right? Having that, that relationship is like a friendship. So, you know, most of the people... You might have ones or twosies on the on the internet say, hey, can we be friends? Uh, <laughs> or whatever. I have people on my YouTube channels like, let's be YouTube friends. Okay. Um, but but most people don't just see you on the street and walk up like, hey, could you like like mentor me? Because I'd like to really like to be your friend. Like nobody, well, at least in my experience, nobody does that. So really think about when you're you're seeking a mentor, it is legitimate. As a legitimate, even when I was a tech sergeant, I put this down. As a legitimate I wouldn't necessarily say requirement, but it's something you definitely want to think about. Uh, and in some cases, it is a requirement. 
depending on what, what you deem as success. But of having someone, you look for someone that is not only holding a position, has been through similar things that, that you've already been through in life, and, and maybe the personalities are similar. Now, you don't have to be just, you know, find a mentor that you just completely agree with because then that's a problem too. So having diversity of thought is definitely important. Uh, but don't just walk out on the sidewalk and look for a mentor. Don't just go to Craigslist and look for a mentor. So your organization might even have like a deliberate mentoring program or mentorship program. And if you do, that's great. It's something I'm trying to figure out, like how do we establish something like that in, in, in the Air Force at different levels of the organization or the institution? How do you do that without making it, you know, uh, too rigid and too much in your business and telling you how to do things versus making it organic but have framework, if that makes sense. So it's something I'm working through. But but regardless, find a mentor. And the third point was take on the tough jobs. If you want to be successful, you know, do the jobs that everybody else is running from. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, when when somebody comes in looking for volunteers and everybody's got their head looking out of the ground or looking around like, don't don't look at me, don't call on me. Those are the jobs you want because tough assignments allow you to exercise your leadership muscle, if you will. It sharpen your professional skills as well. Because if you're taking on those tough jobs, you already know when you're you're volunteering or being told that you're going to do it, you already know that you're not fully 100% locked in and at least to your knowledge at that point in time. Now you have the potential, but to your knowledge, you maybe you're inadequate for that, inadequate for that actual job or that task or that assignment, but take it on anyway. There's a lot that goes into that. You know, when we talk about opportunities and how they present themselves to you and tough jobs, if you know me and you follow me, then then I'll look at obstacles and, and toughness and things of that nature as, as an opportunity, right? So if, if you look at it as an opportunity, then you also have to take other things into consideration. So I'm not saying just blindly jump in. You know, I'm not that great of a swimmer. I'm not just going to be in a, on an ocean liner out in the ocean, but like, let's go for a dip. It's not going to happen. I mean, you try to push me over to two or three or four or five people coming over with me. Uh, so I'm, you need to assess the situation. Really consider if that opportunity is right, 100% right. If you don't want to go blindly into it. But if the only thing that's holding you up is because everybody else is running and it seems tough, is dressing overalls, wearing work boots, and looks a lot like work, then don't shirk from it. Don't run away from it. I say take that on. Because you have to have the courage and the confidence to step up to any assignment that's going to challenge your leadership ability. Because if you don't challenge your leadership ability, hey, guess what? You're not going to be a legend. You're not, you're going to, do you really want to hang out in that same spot? I heard it said one time, and I'm probably not going to do it 100% justice, but I heard it said one time, after 20 years in the military, so for our civilian audience that maybe doesn't know a whole lot about the military, the current uh, retirement plan is a little bit different. But when I first came in, you, you had to do 20 years and then, then you're retirement eligible and draw on a pension and things of that nature. And and so when you say, hey, do you want to have 20 experience? So like out of 20 years, do you want to have the same experience 20 times? Like every year, right? Just repeating itself. Or do you want to have 20 experiences? If you think about experiences within a year, if you're looking back and reflecting on how things went that year and analyze that and then make up a not make up, but you know what I mean, develop a improvement plan. Do you do that for yourself? If not, then side rabbit hole, if you will, do that. You need to reflect. A lot of times people say they reflect, but they really don't. Another way to look at it too is because you could have multiple experiences. I'm not saying that you'd only have 20 experiences within a 20-year career in the, in the United States military, but just thinking about it in year chunks. 
Do you want to have 20 of the same one? No, no, you don't. If you do, hey, legend status is just not what you're going to achieve because you, we got to grow our leadership. We got to challenge our leadership, you know, capacity and ability. And tough jobs, let's face it, tough jobs often lead to positive results, recognition. You're going to stick standing out above your peers anyway. And it creates roadmaps and confidence for future critical assignments. Because, like I just said, you're not going to be a one and done. Legends aren't one and done. If you want to have success and reach your peak performance, you can't be a one and done. It's not like a one-hit wonder. No, you're in this thing for the long haul. You got your boots laced up and you're in it for the long haul. So you're going to take on this tough job. And guess what? The next time another tough job is presented, you, again, might be in the same position where you're like, well, I'm not 100% qualified. But I remember this one time. Like I took on a tough job and I crushed that joker. So it's going to help you build that confidence. And then you're going to learn things along the way in that tough job that are going to set you up for success later on when you have another tough job. You're like, you know what? This might be a different turns and twists, but I know how I felt. I know how I reacted and how I responded, what worked and what didn't work. It's just like any type of combat uh, training drill or any type of scenario that you're going and rehearsing. You know, from my background and my career field in the Air Force, we repair airfields. Uh, you know, after the enemy attacks them, we're trained to go out and repair those airfields. And there's a lot of career fields in the CE that do that, all of them now. But uh, back when I came in, my particular career field did the lion's share of that work. Um, we had more people back then, different processes and things. But either way, that that's re regardless of all that. You'd go out there the first time and a crater might be, and that's what they call the big holes in the runway, a crater might be in this position X. We'll call it position X. And we'll go out there and rehearse that. Or when I first time I led the crew, I was like, okay, I got all this, you know, down in my little book because we've done it a lot of times. I had it mapped out. I knew exactly where the crater was going to be. And I go out on the on the site, crater's in a completely different place. And, uh, you know, for is it testing, it's a, an exercise, a scenario. It's not a real life thing. Uh, or like is an enemy hasn't attacked us, right? So I go out there and... You know, I like to think I didn't miss a beat. I'm sure I missed a, a beat or two. Uh, but afterwards, the cadre asked, you know, the lead cadre asked me, was, oh, um, Sergeant Vaden, I was a technical sergeant, um, or I'm sorry, a staff sergeant, a staff sergeant at that time, said, Sergeant Vaden, uh, you, you didn't seem like that bothered you at all. Uh, we'd rehearsed it the days, you know, a few days before. It'd been in one spot, and we brought you out here in a different spot. I said, well, you know, I, I'm comfortable and confident. Not You don't want to be cocky, but confident in my abilities and my team's abilities. You know, I'm confident in my knowledge on the process and what needs to happen. I'm super confident in their abilities to operate the heavy equipment. You know, that's we can do that in our sleep. So in, in utilizing that as an analogy, when you get through one hard, tough job or tough assignment, then you're going to build that confidence. So I've done these things so many times. It didn't matter which way you flip the storyline. It was still going to get done. And that's what I want you to think about on, on a tough job or a tough assignment. So if you're in the United States Air Force, think about assignments. Oh, you know, a lot of times we'll say, oh, nobody wants to go to Minot. Uh, you know, why not Minot? Freezing's the reason. But, you know, there's some great opportunities in assignments like that. If other people are running from them, you're going to find yourself in a rewarding situation, I can guarantee it. Now, you have to keep a positive attitude, still having a mentor, but take on those tough assignments. And then be a lifelong learner. Excuse me. To operate your peak performance, you must be well-versed in both the technical and the professional aspects of your job so in the military it's really easy for me to relate to other people in the military you know when you when i say technical aspects so if i got military members listening right now air force members your afsc your air force specialty code your you know your primary job you need to know the ins and outs of that and so again that could be 
I don't want to say peanut butter spread, but holistic, you know, generally speaking across all organization types, you need to know your job. And your job, depending on what it is, now I know some jobs change more rapidly than others. Some, maybe they don't change the whole time that you've been doing it, depending on what type of task that is. But if you're in the world of technology and, you know, cyber, that that is changing all the time and changing rapidly. So regardless of what your career field is and what your primary duties are, you need to continuously pursue being better at them. And then a the professional aspect. So if you're in the Air Force, you know, we talk about the whole airman concept. In your organization, you call it whatever it is that you call it. But you have to continue to polish those. So something I would like to challenge you to do, and obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing things like that, but to read or, or listen to books because, you know, they're audio books. I used to live about uh, 25 to 30 minutes roughly on my last job that I was at where I lived and, and where I worked was about 30 minutes. So roughly an hour a day, depending on traffic and everything, which is South Georgia, so I really don't have any traffic. But <laughs> but, but I would get about 30 minutes, uh, or I'm sorry, an hour a day of audiobooks. So I used to love that ride uh, to work and from work uh, because, you know, I got a lot of good learning in, or at least an hour's worth. So you can watch videos and listen to podcasts and, and things of that nature. You always want to be polishing your skills. So if you've got a good mentor, they're going to be telling you the same thing and, and maybe giving you a link uh, to a podcast or to a video. Hey, I'd like your thoughts on that. So again, if you are a mentor in, in this situation, I'll take another little rabbit hole. How are you mentoring those that, that you say you're mentoring? Do you challenge them on things and ask them their thoughts on things? I'm mentoring someone right now. I'll leave them nameless. I've asked them a couple of different things. I'd like your thoughts on this particular aspect uh, in a deal with their career field. Tell me what your thoughts are on that and, and how does it hinder or help you? And I'm not bragging on myself, but if you're a mentor, then you got to be challenging. Otherwise, are you really helping them grow? So, you're, so you're, your mentors should be doing that for you. And if you don't have a mentor right now, you can still get after these things. Challenge yourself. Join our website or our uh, Facebook site as well. And the link is in the show notes. It's easy, you know, click. No sense in me going over it right now because people haven't tried to write it down. So just go to the show notes and click on it and it'll take you right there. And, and comment, share your opinions, right? It's a, it, our environment where we have out there is you share your opinion and your philosophy and your ideals and your values. I'm cool with that. I, I, I need you to do that. I don't have to agree with them. If I, if I find, if I find a disagreement aspect or an aspect that I disagree on, then if we can't have a professional conversation and, and grow and learn from that, uh, then, then I'm not right. Right. We have to, we have to be right. And, and be professional with one another and treat each other with dignity and respect. So we can have differing viewpoints and disagree all the time. That's fine. How are we disagreeing with one another? So please come on out to the Facebook group and, and join the conversation there. I've, we've got a couple of different, uh, you could I guess you could call them professional developments, but I call them real talks. There's a couple of real talks on there where I really think it'll bless you and, and help you in your journey. Uh, you know, it's, it is, speaking of journey, it's, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. You know, if you think about it, I don't want to get morbid on you here, and it kind of ties into leaving a legacy. We're in the dash right now. I don't know if you ever heard that saying before, we're in the dash. You have a born date. I was born in 1981. I'm in my dash right now, if you're thinking about a tombstone. So it's only at the end, when it's all over, there's going to be a 1981, a dash, and then whatever. Oh, it's, oh, it's a long ways from now, but there's another date in there. And so the destination, if you look at life that way, the destination is... Well, I'm not going to get spiritual or religious on you, but but maybe there's a different goal. But I'm just saying in the physical realm, the end is, well, you're you're in a box or a coffin or something uh, in, in the ground or 
in the urn from, from being cremated. So again, not to tar- turn it dark or morbid on you, but we're in the dash right now. So it's about the journey. What kind of journey are you having? So we'll go back to, to think about not taking on the tough jobs, not keeping an A-plus attitude and not finding a mentor or mentoring anyone along the way. Because if you're asking for a mentor, you should be mentoring too. I'm sorry. We'll go back. I'm getting too far down the rabbit hole on that. Uh, but but it, yeah, if you're if you're in, find yourself in that state and at the end and, and your dash is just, and it just you know it's not good. Nobody, you, did you leave a legacy? What was your legacy? A legacy of complaining? You know, it's that's not what you want. And we talked about you know it's this is not instantaneous. A journey is not instantaneous. It's not instant. You can't swipe it. You can't click it. It just doesn't happen like that. And like General Powell said, don't let's not waste our time looking for that quick fix, because it's not there. And it's just like you think about the get rich, get sorry, I can't even speak. I mean, do a podcast and learn how to speak, but get rich quick schemes, pyramid schemes, things of that nature. You might have one in a million that works out a lottery. Oh, great, one in a million. That's probably less than that. I know statistics, uh, statisticians out there, you know, giving me a hard time, but but the odds are not in your favor. They wouldn't make any money if they were. So embrace the journey. Can we do that, legends? Embrace the journey. Embrace the journey that you're on and the experiences along the way. Some are going to be good and some are going to be bad, but we're going to be able to learn from all of them. And and when we really discuss about leaving a legacy, it begins with your passion to develop other people. Honestly, just real talk. Come on, ain't, ain't nobody, you know, passing judgment on us. If they are, well, they can get on our level then. It's, you have to want to develop other people. You know, because our legacy, you've heard me talk about it, potentially you've heard me talk about it in other forums. If it's if you're in the United States Air Force, it's not about our, our stripes or our, you know, our rank. We'll just say our rank in your position in a civilian organization. It's not about your pay grade, your status. If you're the CEO, the COO, mid-level manager, line manager, or if you're the ones taking out the, you know, the janitorial service. That's not, it has nothing to do with your legacy. And if you've placed your your ideal of success and your ideal of legacy in, in things that will perish, oh, I feel sorry for you. That that is sad. Like truly, I'm not I'm not making light of it. I feel sorry for you because that's just not the truth. Our legacies, like for me as a father and as a husband, my legacy is gonna be my, the four sons that I'm raising right now, two of them grown men, but the men that, that we're raising essentially. That's my legacy. The legacy is also those airmen that I have, and not to take it the wrong way, but I have raised and helped develop. I love them like they are my like, like they are my children. But to take care of them and guide them and direct them and be vulnerable with them, if if that's what leaving a legacy means for you, you're on the you're well on your way to leaving a good legacy, a great legacy even. But if you're not, let's adjust fire. Let's get back on. Let's get back on track. If you ever were. And if you were never on track, let's show you where the right track is. Because the legacy is left only when a leader or mentor prepares their followers or their mentees or their protégés to be successful in their absence. If the whole organization fails because I step out or something takes me out, we talk about this in the military all the time from a combat scenario type of situation. If I'm the one that takes a round and I'm down or I'm dead, then if the whole operation fails, then boy, we really screwed that one up. So I want you to apply that same philosophy in your life. If I drop and no one else can pick up the torch, and I'm like, look, we're not creating clones, clones of ourselves, right? 
we don't want somebody to be exactly like us, but to take what we have found to be successful for us and those experiences that help develop and shape and mold and, and make us who we are today, then we want them to be able to take what they need from that and be their own person, their own leader, but be encouraged and embraced and empowered through us. Chief CZ, he kills me sometimes, some things he says. You know, uh, Joe Bogdan, he, he told me I got some Calebisms, and I was like, all right, cool, that's cool, brother. I call him, you can call him whatever you want to. Uh, and he did it, you know, out of love and respect. But, uh, you know, I do say some some crazy stuff sometimes, or it sounds crazy to you listen to it when I talk about paper tigers and the PM, <laughs> the, the paper tiger management cabal that I talked about during uh, rumors and gossip. But anyway, I digress. But CZ, uh, he kills me. He goes, but it's so truthful, right? He says something, and you're like, oh, that's crazy talk. And then you listen, and you're like, oh, that's real talk. He says, if you want to fly with the eagles, don't hang around with the turkeys. Now, I don't have anything against any one of those, either one of those birds, but... You know, if the, you know, I don't know if you know much about wildlife or not, but turkeys don't go flying around a whole lot. Now, yeah, they can get off the ground, but if you want to be an eagle and you want to be, you know, you associate, I don't know exactly 100% where he was going with this. I, I speculate, but I, I'm pretty sure I know where he's talking about it. Eagle, you know, uh, symbol of freedom and of our nation, the United States, but, you know, about power and flexibility and speed and agility and all those things, right? You think more positive things about an eagle than you, than you do about a turkey, potentially. So if you want to be seen as as the legendary leader in our case, then don't be hanging out with the paper tigers and the management cabal. That's not what this is about. So think about that when you're you want to leave a legacy and, and what your legacy looks like. Is it is it at the end of the day are you you hanging out and you know if you could you look back over your life and see all those things that you've been a part of and all those people that you've helped or maybe you didn't help and Looking back at the dash in your life, if you will, what does that look like? Is that something you're proud of? Did you reach your peak performance? Or were you just like, eh, what was it? I only want the best for you. That's why we're sitting down taking the time to share our thoughts. Because I only want the best for you. Like I said, that was out of cycle. You know, it was just something that was on my heart. I, I saw something I had talked about as a technical sergeant. I wanted to share it with you guys. Just real talk on a Saturday afternoon. I hope you all are blessed. I hope you have a great weekend if you're listening to this on the weekend or a great day regardless whenever you're listening to it. And until we talk again, legends, y'all know how we kick it around here. Keep it real. Well, that does it for this episode. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. On a Saturday afternoon, grab a little bit of coffee and had some real talk about peak performance. Hopefully it meant something to you. Hopefully you were impacted or were able to take something away from it. I really believe you were. Thanks again for supporting us here at Legendary Leaders and Real Talk with Caleb. Thanks so much for what you're doing out there. Whatever organization you're part of, thanks for your leadership. And legends, y'all know it. Keep it real. Keep it real.